is episode 526 of the Pixelated Saucers podcast for Wednesday, September 19th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about Speed Brawl, uh, Atypical Season 2, and I don't know if I'll be talking about much of anything else, because I've been playing a lot more Into the Breach. I've unlocked all of the squads except for the Secret Vex squad, which unlocks after you unlock all the achievements, which will take a bit more time. I've unlocked all of the pilots except for one, and so now it's just a lot of mopping up achievements so that I can unlock the full experience and just be able to uh, go after the highest difficulties. Otherwise known as hard. I don't know why I said it that way. But um, I've put now over 40 hours into the game. Love it. I am still on the fence about signing up for Nintendo Online, which launched last night, just to get cloud saved so that my Into the Reach save will be extra safe. But I kind of wish there was an option to just pay 5 bucks a year for cloud saves and not get the NES games or online play because the NES games... Are fine, but I, even though in the long run, know it would cost more, I'd still prefer the virtual console alternative where I can purchase the NES games, the Super Nintendo games, etc., that I want and not get these other games that I don't care about. I don't care about golf or tennis or whatever sports games are included, or Balloon Fighter, a lot of the ones included. And I own Super Mario Brothers 3 already on multiple platforms and you know i own a lot of things that i love from that era on 3ds so i don't need to and i can take those on the go 3ds has a pretty good battery life and i just i don't i don't want like is as little as 20 dollars for an entire year is it's still 20 bucks that could be spent elsewhere and nintendo other than the cloud saves has given me little reason to care about it. I don't play online at all. So that means nothing to me. That might change when I get Super Smash Brothers because I want to give that game a chance. I want to give that franchise a fair shake. And I know that it is significantly better playing with other people. Yes, it's better when you're playing with people in the same room. But maybe I can play with uh, some of the folks over at, at the Player One Podcast Discord which could be a lot of fun. So that might push me over the edge, but I might get there earlier just because I adore Into the Breach, and if I lost that save, I'd be, I'd be very upset. If I lost any of my other saves, I wouldn't care. I completed Beach Buggy Racing. If I lost that save, I wouldn't care, No matter, regardless of the you know 10-plus hours, 15-plus hours, or however many hours it was I put into that game. I really wouldn't care. My four hours of Breath of the Wild, meh. My four or five hours of Super Mario, what is it? I can't remember. Odyssey, meh. I wouldn't care. Like Mario versus rabbits or Mario plus rabbits, that's what it was. I might care a little there, but for the most part, I haven't put much time in a, the majority of the Switch games I own or I've played, and yeah, maybe if I get really deep in the labyrinth of refrain that would change and i've played more of that and it's still solid fun i mean it, it is exactly what you think it is if you've i feel like the market for that 
knows exactly what kind of game it is. They've played similar games. They're probably huge Etrian Odyssey fans, and they're itching for something like that on Switch because Etrian Odyssey, the newest one, still coming out on 3DS. It's not coming to Switch, which is so disappointing. I can't even begin to describe how disappointing that is uh, because I, I like my 3DS. I would really like to retire it, but I adore Etrian Odyssey, so, you know, screw me, right? Um, but Labyrinth of Refrain, Covenant of the Dusk is a quality game, looks great, plays well, and it the challenge is, it is building and getting into boss fight things that are more challenging and require you to actually throw in some strategy and do more than just blindly attack because a lot of the battles, especially early on, you can just hit the auto attack button that just says, hey, everyone just do a basic attack. I don't want to go through all these menus and tell you what to do and who to attack. You can do fine on your own. Uh, and that's a successful strategy uh, early on with the majority of enemies. Sometimes when you get large groups, you'll want to pick and choose because certain uh, of your party members will do enough damage to defeat one enemy and you don't want to waste a few weaker attacks on that before, like the pace, uh, depending on the turn order. But um, I like that game. It's good. It doesn't. It still doesn't do anything particularly new, other than really like the puppet system and the limbs breaking and all that. Um, but yeah, it's a quality game, and, and you know, plenty of uh, hours to be spent in it. Uh, uh, so yeah, if you're a fan of Etrian Odyssey or those types of games, give Labyrinth of Refrain a look see. But the main game I've been playing is Speed Brawl which I just got a code for, I think, the late last night or this morning. Playing on Xbox One. It's on PS4, I believe, and uh, not, not Switch, but PC. And it is a game where you are speeding through a level. It's a 2D side-scrolling action platformer, a uh, brawler platformer, where you are moving from left to right, and the levels are broken up into three sections. And you're trying to get through it as fast as you can while defeating all the enemies in a section. And once you defeat them all, you move on to the next section. And you've got you know gold, silver, and bronze times to uh, get. And depending on where you end up, you will get a certain number of coins, which you can then use for an in-game store to purchase items for your characters. And you take two characters into every match. Uh, and you can unlock up to six. I've unlocked four at this point. And... You switch between them with the B button, and that gives you a little bit of a like a switch attack or whatever. And it's also good if your current fighter is down instead of waiting for them to get up. You can switch them out and get right back in the action much quicker. Their health bar is red, but then there's a little white section, which if you switch them out, that white bar will uh, regenerate. So that's an important thing to pay attention to when fighting. Um, and the enemies are bugs and like dudes holding lances and stuff like that. Nothing too crazy. Some giant bugs and beetle looking things. The bugs, though, are very, very reminiscent of Starship Troopers, especially the, the main little one bugs. Uh, little bugs, they look identical to the main bugs in Starship Troopers. It's not a coincidence. I, I can't see any way uh, in which it is a coincidence because they look exactly like them, which isn't a bad thing. It's just, you know, 
I can't help but think of Starship Troopers every time they pop up on screen. And the game is gorgeous. The, the 2D art is absolutely beautiful. It runs well. Uh, really solid animation. Uh, so it's it's very, very pretty to look at. And they have occasional animated little cutscene things going on, which are nice to look at. There's a story going on and writing, which after a few bits of it, I was like, eh, I'm out. This isn't funny. It isn't interesting i'm just it's just wasting my time uh and there are also some variations in the the modes there is a just like a speed running mode with no enemies where you are uh running through a level and then every time you find a pole you have to do uh your like rush attack on it which makes you spin around it and you have to do that around all the poles in an area and then uh try to end and those usually take less than a minute to complete and some of them will add in targets that you have to hit too. And there are chains and like ways you can uh, hit targets while also doing the little pole move. Uh, there are some boss-ish fights which are okay. Uh, I, I would also recommend if you do end up picking this up, playing through the advanced tutorial, which isn't auto. It doesn't force you to play it. It doesn't even really tell you, hey, you should play this. Uh, it just pops up in, on the map. Uh, and there are different areas with like a little overworld map. Um, but the advanced tutorial is important because it tells you about counterattacks. And it tells you about uh, your partner attacks where you can bring them in and they can do a little attack for you without changing between partners. And most importantly, it tells you about your ultra special move because you have a regular special move. But when you build up this one meter, you can pull off an ultra uh, special attack which does a lot of damage and attacks enemies all over the screen uh, and that's a very important thing to know which the game in no way tells you unless you play through that advanced tutorial the problem with the game for me is that I think the combat is pretty limited I, I it's it's weird to say I wish it was more complicated but I do I wish there was a bit more to it and I think part of it is just because you have your basic attack and you have your special attack and you have jump. And then you have a dodge move, a roll, and a rush attack. The rush attack and the dodge move, they're on the shoulders and bumpers. And the left, the left bumper and the left trigger, they both work for doing your dodge attack. You're not your dodge attack, your dodge, your roll. And the right bumper and the right trigger both uh, are used for your rush attack and not at the same time you can just do one or the other which means there are two buttons that aren't being used for attacks or some kind of maneuver because they're just saying hey you can do either or and i wish they were actually used for something i wish they were relegated to your special attack and that you had like a, a hard and light attack or something on x and y instead of x being your regular attack and y being your special attack and B being your switch out player and A being jump. Just because the, the combat feels very samey between all of the uh, various heroes or whatever you want to call them that you have. And it's not the most fun. I enjoy the game because of the hook of going through levels, earning gold, leveling up and being able to add skill points to the characters, getting items and selling them and all that kind of stuff. And it's very pretty to look at. The jumping is a bit floaty. And there's a setting in there where like, if you just jump and you're not moving, 
then the, the character will actually float for a little bit. But even just jumping in general without that, it, it still feels a little bit floaty. It's not terrible. But the, the attacking just feels like it could use a, a little bit more to it. It just feels a little bit, a little bit sh- too shallow. Uh, which isn't always a bad thing in, in games like this, like, uh, you know, your your classic brawler, Streets of Rage, or stuff like that. But in this, where it's really about moving through it uh, quickly and, and speed running it, essentially, it's called speed brawl after all, I wish I had more at my hands. I, I wish that there, there, were, there was more that I could uh, pull from in order to get through the levels at a fast pace. But it's a solid game, and I'm enjoying my time with it so far. It's got some challenging moments, I think, especially the ones where you have to do the little things around the poles and all the things that are based solely on speed and not attacking enemies. Those are things that people who are really into the platforming mechanics and all that and speed running will get a good kick out of and wanting to do them as quick as possible and get that gold but I do think it, it just it, it's it could have been something really really good and it's just pretty good. It could have been great, but it's it's just good. And that, that, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, and it is very very pretty. I love the look of it. It's it's a great great looking game. Um, and moving on to a typical season two. So I finished this yesterday, I think. And this is the show about uh, a kid uh, who is a senior in high school uh, on the spectrum and his family and how they deal with it and how he deals with life and all that stuff. And I really liked the second season. I think the way it ended left me excited to see where they go in season three, if that happens. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not. And... There were a lot of great, sweet little moments in the third, in the last episode. Uh, I think the two main actors who play the kids are absolutely fantastic. Um, I wish I knew their names. I know the the main kid who was in it's kind of a it's kind of a funny story has a I don't want to say a weird name. He has a unique name that is not super common. We're like, oh, that how do I how do I say that? I'm not. Sure, uh, but they, both the kids, you know, even though I, I think the, the daughter is probably young. She seems like she's young, or maybe she's super old. I don't know, but the the son is in his 20s, I'm pretty sure. Um, but they're so great in their individual storylines and their storylines that focus on them, but they're also absolutely wonderful playing off each other as brother and sister. Their, their chemistry is very organic it feels real it's so like i believe that the brother and sister i don't i don't feel like i'm watching two actors play off each other i feel like i'm watching two siblings play off each other which is really nice um it was a hard watch for me at times because if you watch the first season the mother cheated on the husband and that's kind of where it left off uh, and just like the whole family was broken after that and that is a big part of this season and made it a difficult watch for me at times because it reminded me, parts of it reminded me of my last relationship where 
my partner broke up with me and then a week later after she you know, like she went out with a guy or whatever and just got i think <laughs> really drunk uh or maybe uh and they made out a bit and stuff like that i don't care about any of that but then she changed her mind and i told her that you know, I, I, I don't know if I want to get back together and give it another chance or anything. But in the meantime, I just want you to be my friend. That's all I want from you right now. Don't push me. Don't try and constantly ask me if I've made a decision, you know, uh, and just be my friend. But she couldn't do that. She learned a song on guitar and recorded herself playing it and sent me the video. She... He bought me a handful of gifts. She got me a book and then hid inside of it like a note. It's like she just constantly and she would ask me numerous times if I had made a decision, even though I told her never to ask me that. Um, and it eventually got to a point, uh, especially after something happened, that I just told her like, "No, this is never. This isn't. This isn't going to happen." And it was. I don't think. Even if she didn't do what I said, um, well, I know it, it wouldn't have ended up being uh, going back to the way it was. But um, the fact that she couldn't do that was really bothersome. It was hurtful in a way. And that is reminiscent of the relationship between the parents where the mother is like at, later, like in the eighth episode or something, she's like, I've been... S- so patient with you will you i need but i need to know will you ever be able to let this go and forgive me or whatever and i just was watching that line and everything and just thinking are you fucking kidding me you've been patient no you haven't you've been coming to the house uninvited you've been like no you have not been patient you've been doing all these things and there are moments and they're like man if i was him i'd be so upset that she did this but he just like he's like uh, he's confused clearly and he's like She's still the mother of his children and all that. But, like, it it was very problematic for me at times. But it's also just a realistic portrayal. I hate the mother. I still hate her. I hate her in the first season. I hate her in this season. Uh, I think she's a – I don't like her as a person. Um, But she's a a person that exists in the world, and I know that. So I can't can't fault the show for that just because she – you know, it's a real portrayal of a a person. But – uh I don't like her. Um but I'm I don't think you're supposed to like her. Um and I do appreciate that that this season was much more about the family as a whole and the, and the son and, and the kids as opposed to the being too much about the mother in the last season and her cheating and all that stuff. But I am annoyed that in the end credits, I think her name, what is it, Jennifer Jason Lee or something. Um, but she's a producer on the show, I believe, which is why people assume that she put herself in a lot of the first season. And I hate the fact that the end credits start with her name first. She's not the star of the show. Fuck that shit. It should be the son and then the daughter and then she can go and then Michael Rappaport. Um, but that really bothers me because... it. it she's she's not the star so why the hell is her name first it's it's stupid uh and it's it's a, it's a stupid thing to be annoyed and bothered by but it does bug me 
And I also I don't I don't like looking at her face because she's clearly had a lot of work done, and she looks like a wax figure, and it's, it freaks me out. And sometimes she looks like she could be a very compelling and convincing and friggin' terrifying Joker in a, a future Batman movie. She's her face at times is very disturbing to me, um, which you know I shouldn't be so superficial about that stuff, but we can't help what bugs us and not. Uh, you know, and physical appearance is a real thing that, you know, nobody likes the way everyone looks, but no one is not pleasant to look at for everyone. So yeah, that's atypical. Uh, I think the second season was very well done. I enjoyed it quite a bit and, and it's for anyone who's interested in checking out the show. Um, 10 episodes a season, I believe, and there are about 30 minutes an episode, so it's not like an hour long or anything like that. So it's pretty quick to get through, and I think if you haven't watched it at all, you know, you watch a few episodes. If you're not into it, you're not into it, but if you are, then it's a it's an easy show to get through, uh, unless some of the things uh, remind you of uh, stuff in your own life as well. Um, and I think it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good portrayal of kids on the spectrum and they have more kids uh in this season when he starts going to a group and all which is really nice to get more uh kids in the show and show you different you know the the, the slight variations in how they uh can be and all that um so yeah I think that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Kuznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush3. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are both available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you like crazy, kooky, colorful art, you can check out all of my art over at pxsart.com. And if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do, from the podcast to the art to everything in between the videos and all that jazz, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And now I will say what I say at the end of every episode. Bye! Bye!